0: Mary set out and traveled to the hill country in haste to a town of Judah, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the infant in her womb, the, the infant leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth, filled with the Holy Spirit, cried out in a loud voice and said, "Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how does this happen to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me?" For the moment the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the infant in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed are you who believe what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. And Mary said, My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked with favor on his lowly servant. From this day all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. He has mercy on those who fear him and every generation. He has shown the strength of his arm and has scattered the proud and their conceit. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel, for he has remembered his promise of mercy, the promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham and his children forever. Mary remained with her about three months and then return to her home. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. This is known as the Magnificat, Mary's great hymn of praise for the good things that the Lord had done for her and the power which she was going to well, unleash through the child that, in her womb, caused John the Baptist to leap in the womb of his mother, Elizabeth. And it is this hymn of praise that each and every evening, every priest, every religious, and many lay people pray an evening prayer. It is a hymn that we pray at the end of our day, following a day of work, as we prepare for, well, the end of the day. And it is perhaps a reminder, and oftentimes I, well, fail to do so, A reminder that as we look back upon our day, it's so often easy whenever we get home to lament, this happened at work and it was terrible, this sort of misfortune befell me, and so many other ways in which we can often turn a recount of our day into a sort of display of calamities and ways in which we were wronged or things didn't go as planned. But perhaps we could learn from the example of Mary and ultimately the way that the Church has set it up In our own example, in her example, my soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. It is for us to look back perhaps on each day, but also to look back upon our lives, both those times in which it seemed like darkness was prevailing, or it seemed like difficulties were the primary mode in which the Lord was speaking to us, and instead look back and see how He was working, to see that He was always good, that even in the darkness of the darkest day, The Lord is always at work, as certainly Our Lady had to experience as well. Yes, she was conceived without sin, but she too shared in our humanity. She too shared in those, perhaps, dark moments. Indeed, she did at the cross. Indeed, she probably did many days whenever they had to flee to Egypt, with no security, no assurance that the next day food would be on the table. There are many reminders to us throughout her life that she, too, experienced many calamities. But yet again and again, she would repeat this hymn of praise that she prayed after Elizabeth exalted her. Instead of exalting herself, instead of focusing on the bad, upon what had befallen her, she instead saw only God's grace, only his goodness at work. We, too, can see the world in such a way. We, too, can recognize that the Lord is always good. For this is Our Lady's example. The Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary is a reminder that we too, that we too share in human nature, and that as she is assumed into heaven, so too our human nature, in a way, is kind of giving a prefigurement, a little foretaste of what is in store for those of us who love the Lord. She who was faithful to our Lord on earth is now assumed into heaven and sits at the right hand of her son in his kingdom. And we too, we will too reign if we remember the good things of the Lord. If we remember her example, that she has gone on before us, not as some sort of distant, abstract reality, but instead she has gone on before us to show us that we too can follow in the footsteps of her son and one day be assured of the same promise, that we do not just simply become I mean, or not simply, we don't even become angels in heaven. Heaven isn't just a spiritual reality. But instead, one day, our bodies too will be redeemed. So many of the things which we can sometimes declare as bad will instead be rectified, that the Lord will create, will recreate this order so that it becomes ultimately and truly good, free from the burdens, the brokenness, and the marring of sin, and be perfected, in the remaking of the world and the resurrection from the dead which will create a new heavens and a new earth. This is the promise that the Lord gives to us and this is the reason why we can sing a hymn of praise even in the midst of adversity, even in the midst of difficulty, even in the midst of sorrowful trial. The Lord is always with us. The Lord is always good and the Lord always loves those of us who have indeed been his children even in the midst of our suffering, even in the midst of our pain, and yes, even in the midst of our triumphs.